The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the New England Society of Geeks podcast. I am your host, Eric, and it is time for another edition of the Monthly, Monthly Comics, Comics Cast. Cast. I almost said the Comfy Monics Cast. Anyway, <laughs> so that's right. It's time to talk comics. And so, of course, I have brought with me the cosmic comic guru, Dario. What's up, Dario? Hey, everybody. And... The world's greatest sidekick, Paul. What's up, Paul? Yo, what's up, guys? And making his return appearance back by unpopular demand, it's the defender of the Secret <laughs> Wars, John. What's up, John? How much? How's everybody doing? Wonderful. Did you guys all have a nice Thanksgiving there with your turkeys and everything? Sure did, you big turkey. <laughs> yeah, <what's good? laughs> Lots of gravy. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I had to work. <laughs> you had to work you worked on, on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Yep. Oh boy. You're dedicated. Was the store That's open? I worked twenty I worked twenty four hours. Wow. Um now working and standing around with a clipboard are two different things. <laughs> okay. I was I was getting paid three times times what I was what I regularly make so yeah that's worth it well you were shoving your face with a turkey drumstick ah uh, but it was a good turkey drum drumstick okay <laughs> I do like in the cartoons I just put it in my mouth and I just pull back and nothing but bone comes out yeah like a big like the big ham bone yeah <laughs> 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 As uh-huh. so- I eat like the cookie monster I just open my <laughs> Mouth and stuff goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So, since we're returning for the monthly comics cast, we're going to try to get ourselves back in uh, in shape here after Thanksgiving and our turkey comas and any everything. And uh we're going to we're going to start ourselves off with a little uh comic book review/recommendation section. And that is a section where we talk about some comics we might have read recently that we think you might enjoy or maybe not enjoy. We can do that as well. If you find a comic you didn't like, you can recommend people to skip it. So keep, Oh, that's great. So keep that I have in a mind. List. I'm keep- telling you to skip Secret Wars right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on a second, guys. Never mind. Holding. <laughs> Holding. All right. Holding. Sorry, I had a, I had a, warning. I had a little turkey burp coming up. Anyway, um, yeah, so let's get into our reviews. I, of course, have nothing to review because most of the time I don't 
But anyway, really? <laughs> so because you don't read comics. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well then, Mister Big Mouth, let's start off yes, with sir. you. What? I have three things today. Yes. First thing I have is not from DC. It's from Image. What? Ooh. And it's called Junkyard Joe. Junkyard one. Joe. I like it. It's a. It's created by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. What does Brad Anderson do? He's the colorist. So Jeff Johns and Gary Frank are the creators. Uh, Gary Frank is the artist. Jeff Johns is the writer. Brad Anderson is the colorist. And Rob Lee is the letterist in this book. So this is in Jeff Johns's universe that he created with Gary Frank, where the first thing they did was called Geiger. I don't know if any of you guys read it, but it is, took place in the world after the atomic bomb fell. And mm. um, it took place in Vegas, where all the casinos kind of created their own little kingdoms the, yeah. and, and were doing their own thing. But that's not this book. But it's the same world. I guess in that book, because I didn't finish reading Geiger, but I guess in that same book, they introduced Junkyard Joe. Uh, so I have to get my hands on that. This book is set in 1972 during the Vietnam War. Hmm. And if any of you have ever read uh, G.I. Robot, it's basically like that. Um, but a lot more brutal because this starts out with um, a, a company of soldiers uh, in the, you know, in the air in their camp waiting to get assigned to the new thing that we go through and we meet all the crew. So like, if you look at the, I know it might not come through on your thing there, but they, uh, the, uh, this is a classic looking cover where it breaks down all the different characters. I don't know why it's not showing on the screen, but anyway, I'm seeing it. Um, oh, you're seeing it. Cause when I hold it up, all I'm getting is like total nothing. So, um, but anyway, it's happens in 72. They get assigned a new soldier. Um, this guy named Joe, and he doesn't talk to anybody, so they think he's just like, like still shell shocked or something. But realistically, he's just us as readers know he's a robot. Uh, so he's got he's got something to make him look human, but he's a robot underneath. So they're on a mission. Uh, they're all getting to know each other, and then uh, very quickly they get under attack. And it's got like pretty graphic scenes. Like these guys just got getting gunned down, and then. Joe is the only one who doesn't like, who isn't surprised. So he starts like shooting all the bad guys. But essentially, if you're a fan of any of the weird war stuff from DC or the GI robot oh, sure, and sure. the creature commandos that were going on at that time, I mean, this is perfect. And I love Gary Frank's art. Jeff Johns is a really good writer. I mm. thought this was going to be a one shot because when it ends, uh, basically, his entire his entire troop is killed off, except for one guy. And uh, then Nixon, who's in charge at the time, sets uh, sends out uh, an order for um, Junkyard Joe to self destruct because he goes off he goes off 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 uh, mission. And uh, because Joe goes and enacts revenge on the guys that killed the company, and he wasn't programmed to do that, so Nixon's like, "Oh, he's out of control, blow him up." Um, but in issue two, issue. Two just came out. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but it's pretty darn amazing. So if you're a fan of if you're a fan of like war stuff and and science fiction, this is totally worth a read. And I, I I can't say enough about Gary Frank's art. He's gotten so much better over the years. He's he's great. I don't know what you guys think about him, but I think he's one of the top notch artists out there right now. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. 
So let's yeah. see. Am I, are we doing? Are we doing uh, Infinity Stones again? No, we're just <laughs> we're just well we we could start that, but for right now we're just. If doing... I were to give this Infinity Stone rankings, it would be probably five. So what? Right now we're just doing whether or not you reckon recommend it. It's a recommend. It's a DR. Dario recommends. <laughs> well, isn't that special? <laughs> that gets a high recommendation for me, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, next, next up on my list is the new issue of the new number one issue of Fantastic Four from Mar- Marvel Comics. Because mm. if Marvel wants to sell a book, it has to be number one. So why not restart a book multiple times? Uh, so Dan Slott just finished his run on the Fantastic Four, and he did all his epic FF storyline kind of stuff. And he went off to do Spider-Man again. And so they, they gave the book to a new creative team. And that creative team is, wait for it, it is, the writer is Ryan North. The artist is, is God, I hope I say his name right, mm-hmm. Ivan Coletto. The colorist is Jesus Arbatov. And VC's Joe Karamata is the letter as usual. Karamanga. Um, Alex Ross does the covers. Karamanga. Thank you. No one can pronounce my name if they tried. Uh, Everybody should just be Smith. Delkei. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Alex Ross does the covers for these two as well. So anyway, Ryan North, his goal, I've read read interviews with him before this came out because Marvel was really trying to hype it up. Um, Their goal is to to do these as episodic issues. So every issue is going to be a one-and-done storyline. You're not going to have to read multiple books. Oh, nice. Um, and I do that in the first issue. Now, there is an overarching storyline because in the very last panel, <laughs> they they mentioned something happened with Reed. And so um, in that last panel, we kind of see what, what happened. Uh, so it's I guess that part is either to connect us to the next story or maybe it's an overarching thing. But this issue focuses entirely on Alicia, Alicia and Ben while they're on – not their honeymoon because they've been married for a while now, but they're just kind of taking a break from the Fantastic Four when they're driving across the United States. Oh, and nice. Happen across this little town. What's that? I said, oh, nice. Yeah. They happen across this little town uh, called Cedar Grand, and it's permanently stuck in 1947. <laughs> so this is basically an episode of Hot Day. So they get into this. It starts out with this guy like running a hotel and he's like, oh, same thing happens every day. You know, this happens, this happens. He closes the shop. It's a good day. Nothing different happens. And then um, they repeat this. They repeat the this cycle for a few pages. And then they're like, um, you know, what? it's a great day. Can't wait till tomorrow. But tonight they said tonight, something different, something different happened. A monster and a blind woman walked in my front door and they show the thing and Alicia walk in. <laughs> So Ben and Ben and Alicia kind of figure out there's something wrong with this town because they get up the next morning to pay the uh, to pay the, the the guy running the hotel for the room and he doesn't think he he thinks that they broke in he doesn't even know they're there um, because what happens is every night the town resets as things happen in Groundhog Day world um, so the whole issue is them trying to figure out how to get this town out of the reset because they can't leave either um, essentially what they do is they find out that this one resident of the town. Uh, either he's a mutant or the nuclear test that happened gave him this ability, but he, his, he's got an ability to wish for something to happen and it oh. happens. Oh, okay. So, so I see. He doesn't realize he has his power, but 
Um, so it's kind of interesting because they spend it, it's a, it's a it's a town, so it's not like a city, but it's a town, which is a lot of people in a town. And Ben and Alicia spend every time they they're they're cycling through like the twenty four hours that the city's you know living its day out. They they get to know everybody in the town individually because they're trying to figure out how this happened. So they kind of speed through it, but by the end of this, they know everybody in the whole town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eventually find out one guy broke up with this girl that ran the bar. And he was all depressed and he was just like, I just wish I could do this all over again. And because he made that wish, the whole town keeps recycling over and over again. Ah. So they have to spend the rest of the issue trying to get him to, they, have to, they spend the rest of the issue trying to convince him not to make that wish. Mm. And it's, it's pretty funny the way they do it. Uh, um, so that being said, I'm very glad that they did. They're doing these as one shots right now um, because, you know, they don't make me want to, Hopefully, it'll make everybody want to keep buying the book for a while. Um, because usually, when people buy comics that restart, they start dropping off after issue like two or three. But um, should be pretty good. And for the Fantastic Four, they're hard to write, right? I mean, the Fantastic yeah. Four is a family uh-huh. of superheroes, and it's not like it was in the old days when Stan and Jack kind of made these guys. It's not they're not like the challenges of the unknown anymore. It's, everything has to be. Right, like really big because they got they got really big. <laughs> They're very cosmic, so you know, it's a, it's a hard book to write. Either people get it right or they don't get it right. Yeah, yeah, anyway, definitely. I recommend that book as well. Hmm. The last book I have to recommend today is a trade, actually, that I'm oh. currently reading. Very good. Called Four Kids Walking to a Bank. Oh, I know it's that from book, Black yeah. Mask. Hmm. Um. The copy, a used copy of the trade came in the store, so I decided to pick it up. Uh, I had always intended to read it, but I, you know, mm. never got around to it. I don't know any issues, so when this trade came through, I could grab it. Is that I'm the, not is that the it first yet. trade? Uh, it's it's just it's a it's it was a mini series, so there's only one trade. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I'm not finished it yet. I am. I've read the first three issues, uh, so I've got four, five, six. I've got a few more issues left to read. Um, this is amazing. This book is so good. Really, it's it's literally what it's about. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a crime book about four kids doing a bank robbery. Hmm. Um, they live in they're they're in high school. They're all generally in the same grade. They're uh, they're 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 anywhere from they're in high school, so they're either freshmen, sophomores, or juniors. I think, and I think actually maybe not even juniors. It might be just freshmen and sophomores. Um, there's one kid that's great ahead of all of them who's they call him Stretch because he's he's the tallest kid in the group. Um, and he's awkward. Everybody's awkward. Um, but they open up every every issue opens up with the kids kind of like talking amongst themselves, kind of if it's if it's like issue two or three, they're kind of recapping what's happened and planning out what they're gonna do during the day. But it's it's during an activity that kids would be doing at that time, like in the first issue, the first three pages is uh, a fantasy battle between like these D and D characters and a dragon. But it's <laughs> these kids playing D and D, and they're just like talking about the day and they're being stupid. And they have character names like Sir Manly and <laughs> and Crotch the Stinky. Oh, John's got a new nickname. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Crotch the Stinky. <laughs> and then uh, and then in issue two, when they you know they kind of find out that. The, their dad used to be a bad guy who ran with a, a, a gang. Uh, that they're, they're kind of talking amongst themselves what to you know what to do about it, and they're playing a video game. And so um, it's just like 
one kid's playing, uh, you know, a robot, another kid's playing uh, an, an orc, and it's just like a side-scrolling video game, and they're just kind of like talking, and it's goofy, but it's neat. Uh, it's it's so it's not a comedy. It's a I guess we'd call it like a like a like a dark comedy because it's funny at times, but they okay. deal with some. They, like they, they yeah. literally beat the living crap out of some people in this. Uh, it gets pretty violent at times. Really? The kids, the kids aren't like the kids are fighting back against this gang. So the gang like picks on them, and the kids fight back, and the kids the kids are winning, but it's violent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like they're breaking noses and cutting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very unique. I haven't read a comic like this in a while, and it's a recommend. It's a recommend for me right now. A DR, DR recommends. <laughs> nice. Oh, three DR. Three DRs in a row. Bang, bang, bang. Nice. Yeah, the Speaking of books to skip, to not read, uh, Paul, I believe you should. You will be next with your two reviews. Right, guys. <laughs> I got uh, another. Um, I picked the. Um, it's the new Golden Age from DC, which spotlights the uh, Justice Society League. And it was, it's a one shot. Uh, it's all. It's written by Jeff Johns, and is. Like a, there's like a shitload of people about it that I'm not going to name. But there are a lot of people working on that book. Every time they every time they change like an era, they have different artists doing it. Right. But as as I'm sense. looking at the at at the credits, there's got there's got to be like fifteen to twenty artists. Mm-hmm. All there's right. A lot of people on that book, yeah. But All right. We'll one, start the, at the beginning and work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stands, the one that stands out the most is is uh is Gary Frank. Ah, okay, nice. Uh. Gary Frank also did the New Golden Age. Now, what it is, it's like a well, it's a forty-eight page one shot. Um, it starts off like in the thirtieth century of like a new generation of. JSA, and then it like flashes back to like to the originals, and it's focused it's focus on Helena Wayne. Whereas like one night, one night she heard a noise, she went downstairs to see what it was, and there was her father coming in from from patrol. Well, she got the jump on him, and she like she kind of she actually stabbed him. She thought. He was a uh, burglar. So he said, well, I got to tell you why. So he shows her the cave. And in this world, Bruce Wayne is married to Selena Kyle. And Mm. he's like, I don't know why you're showing her this, because she is not going to be a superhero. He pretty much put her foot down right then and there. But then they were showing, they were showcasing like other, like other new Sidekicks, like there was a female, female Doctor Fate, a new like Adam Bottom, uh, not Adam Bottom, like a human, the Human Bomb. Yeah, it's called the Human Bomb. Right, but they would flash back to like the originals, like Doctor Fate, uh, Jay Garrick, the Adam, Alan Scott, and then they would as as the story progressed, you would see some shadowy 
bigger, um, I would say like going after the kids, and it's and it breaks off. Whereas they're gonna start to bring in to bring in the new, uh, this is society of America is book that comes out next month, I believe. Um, and then and I liked it. It was it wasn't that they had more questions. It made more questions than than answers. Um, and at the end, which was pretty cool, they had like from the the old. Uh, DC's Who's Who from the 80s, 90s. It was like the DC's equivalent of the Marvel's uh, handbook, Universe handbook. Mm -hmm. Those Who's Who entries were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They had like six six or seven of the entries of the the Who's Who giving you a description of of the upcoming characters. Like one of them, one of them is the Red Lantern. He's a Soviet. He was like a Soviet uh, soldier. They, the government, the government uh, made the rank, made his uh, Red Lantern rank, and gave him powers and told, pretty much told him what to do, like what missions he had to go on. But I don't know. It was, it was like um, the powers that activated the land was transferred into his daughter when she was born. That makes any sense. For a Red Lantern? Yes. Hmm. Um, that was all. That was all written up in the Who's Who, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't read that part. Hmm. They have a. They have a. They have this. They have a version of Mister. Uh, Mister. Miracle. That's not from Apocalypse. It's not. It's not who you think. It's the escape artist guy that Mister. Miracle took over from. Right. Right. Hyman is that his name? His name is. Thaddeus Brown. Oh, that's right. Thaddeus Brown. Yeah. Escape artist performer. So it's pretty cool. But what, what ticked me off the most, well, the only thing that ticked me off is on the on the who's who. The last one says Legionnaire. And everything of the description that, that it would give you with the other ones, it's all, it's all like classified. It's all blacked out. It's redacted, those bastards. <laughs> right. And the guy is like a silhouette. You know, a silhouette of a guy. And all you can see is his legionnaire ring. So, yeah. Book, line, and sinker, thank you very much. <laughs> so, the one of the reasons why they had all those different artists working on it was, was to kind of pay homage to what they used to do in the past, too. Because Jerry Ordway came back to do the... Um, the flashbacks of the JSA, which is awesome because Jerry Woodray used to draw All-Star Squadron back in the 80s. Yep. yep. So they got him to come back and do that. And, and I don't know the name of the artist that drew the Legion stuff, but the, well, the 30th century stuff, but he's the same guy that, that when they were doing Justice League Beyond, yeah, like maybe five or six years ago, that was a pretty good comic. But they did a Justice League of the Future, and they have that same creative team for, as far as artists drawing that guy, drawing that stuff. And, uh, well, they had a lot of artists that that were doing the um, the GSA when uh, Jones was was drawn when Jones were right writing that one too. Oh yeah, but this is uh, this specifically was just paying homage to the '80s stuff. Um, and then the Gary Frank pages were the ones were, were the reason why they use Gary Frank for those is because his pages he drew were connecting to the Doomsday book miniseries or the Doomsday miniseries. Oh, called Doomsday Book. 
the the Watchmen Superman crossover, the Watchmen D, uh, regular DC crossover. Oh right, right. And they brought back they brought back uh, Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. That's right. They brought back that kid Clark, the one that Doctor Manhattan gives his powers to. Right. So I was reading an article because I thought when they showed that kid again, he was still a kid, but I guess he's going to be older, and he's going to he's going to have a superhero name. His name is going to be the Watchman. Not the Watchmen, the Watchman. Ooh. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. His job is to fix, fix watches. Oh, nice. Why don't, you just, why don't you just call him the Clock King? The Clock King is a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So it's nothing like... <laughs> so, I would recommend it. I mean, I've liked the JSA ever since they came out. Um, I'd, give it, I'd give it two thumbs up. Wow. I liked it a lot too. I think the only reason why I wouldn't recommend it is because it's so steeped in historical DC lore that oh, people right. don't know what the hell's going on. Right. It's very confusing for me too because I'm like, I'm like, is this an alternate reality? Is it? Uh, yeah, but it's like that. It's like <laughs> that with anything else you read. Or watch. Know, that's why most of the time I just give up and I just go with it. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> Red Lantern. Honestly, <laughs> how many of the normal people, the regular populace? Those who Black Adam is. Nobody knew who Black Adam was until until The Rock started promoting him. Yeah, yeah but once once they once they get like I don't want to say this, I don't want to say maybe like a taste for it. You know, if they pick it up and they read it, they, they now they have the option to either like it or dislike it. But at least they had that choice, mm-hmm. you know. And it it gets to where I mean I don't know all I know. I liked it, so I recommend it. Yeah, no, it's good. I would recommend it too. It's just that it's not an easy book to get into. It's like when people would come to the store and ask me about DC, I would like, I'd always have to, I would have to sigh and say, <laughs> "Okay, do you know the concept of the multiverse? This is going on here. This is going on there." But now people know about it because of Marvel. So, right, because Marvel's got their own is doing the same thing with the multiverse. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every universe has a multiverse now. Um, but not all multiverses are created equal. Nope. Well said. They can't all be Captain Carrier. <laughs> right? That's right. And for good um, reason. I was going to review the Star Girl, The Lost Children, which is part of this JSA, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So I'll read that. So the next time that we have it, I can do, it, do the interview on that one. But I did read. I did read um, Sergeant Rock versus the Army of Army of the Dead. I'm interested to hear what you think about that. Oh, really? Jeez. Who is who is yeah. thought that Bruce Campbell could write? Nobody. Bruce Campbell wrote he it. Barely, he could get it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't have the copy. Is that, I can find it. Is that a one shot or a oh. miniseries? Mm. Well, depending on Paul's review, I might have to check it out. Don't do it. Good <laughs> that. <laughs> you want to see how fast I can cancel my subscription? <laughs> I'm getting there. Hold on. So, Dario, did you read this uh, Sergeant Rock versus the uh, Army of Dead? No, I'm, I'm just teasing Paul. I... I I flipped through it and it didn't really look like it was something for me. Like, 
I kind of like Sajid Rock and I like zombies, but I looked through it and I was just like, ah, I think I'll just pass on this one. Like when they collect it into a trade, I might read it, but I didn't want to buy it in an issue form. Yeah. Uh, is this something that just came out or? Yeah, I think it might be an issue three at this point. Okay. Yeah, it is. Do you know how many issues it is? Probably four. Five, six. Oh, okay. But I, I, got issue, I got issue five now. I mean, issue three. I think this is my problem, is that I like Sergeant Rock, but I don't think I like him fighting supernatural things. Right. He was more, he was I get that. just more war than war than, than anything. Like, I, I like weird war stuff. I like Haunted Tank. I like G.I. Robot and the Creature Commandos, but I really think Rock and his easy company is best just, you know, classic like Rock not- stuff. Well, I'd sure like to hear how the book is. <laughs> I'm trying to find it, all right? <laughs> I'm going to take a drive to the comic shop and get a copy. I'll be right back. <laughs> It'll be quicker that way. <laughs> it would be. Uh, I don't know where it is. But it's, I mean, it's still the, I mean, issue three is the same as, is you know, the, it, it's still the, um, the creative team. So uh, we got. How's this writing? Are you liking it? I like it. Yeah, right. What do you like the best about it? I was very surprised. You know, who knew? Who knew a pretty face could write? <laughs> <laughs> That's pizza papa you're talking about. He keeps right. all his yeah. He keeps all his talent in his chin. Chicha <laughs> pie hole. Bruce Campbell writer. And and Marlo and Marlo Rizzo Rizzo is the artist. Christian Rossi is a colorist. Bob Leg is the is a letterer. Gary Frank and Brad Anderson did the cover. Mm, cool. Um Francisco Franca Valley Bella mm. did a did a variant cover. Christopher Mitten did a one out of twenty five variant cover. That's Pretty much the uh, creative team. Hmm. So what the premise is as well is the Nazis is working on, on this. Uh, they call it a regeneration regeneration serum that bring that brings uh, dead soldiers back to life so they can so they can reuse them. So Hitler's recycling became dead soldiers, mm-hmm. hmm. which is I mean you know back then. It would, be, it would be unconceivable, but everything that they've done, you wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> certainly, you know certainly attempting. You can't put it, anything yeah. past the Nazis. Right. You can't put anything past, I mean, for what, for what atrocities that they, that they did, you're like, yeah, I can see them doing that. Mm. Right? It's pretty much, it's pretty much them making Frankenstein monsters. Right. And sending them back on the front and it's up to Sergeant Rock and East Company to stop them. To find a way to get the serum so they can make like an antidote and stop this. That's pretty much what it is. That does sound but, pretty interesting. I mean, like I said, it's uh, like I said, I was a surprise. I was surprised that you know Bruce Campbell, you know, major celebrity taking a dive, taking a dive into writing comics. Mm. Did he write? Did he write? Bubba Ho Temp comic? I I'm not I sure. Answer that. I never, 
Even heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never heard of that. Uh, I'm Dude, not sure but, if he wrote it or not. That's a good question. Let me check. But would he have written, would he have co-written any of any of the um the Army Dead comic books? Oh, maybe. Yeah, he could have. It, it's possible. I don't know if I that, don't know if that he would did make or not, sense but. to me. So this might not this might not even be his first time writing. You know, it's my first time finding out that he's doing a comic book, which is I think is you know unique and pretty cool. Mm. And so far, he's held my my attention, and that's kind of hot. Just as just as Derek during one about Dungeon and Dragon. <laughs> yeah. So I logged into my DC uh, my DC app because I one of the fools that pays for the DC Infinite app. Um, and I just did a, I just did a search and that's the only book he's written for DC. Yeah, that's all I'm seeing too. Okay, but I would give it. I liked it a lot. I want to see. I want. I'm on. Normally I'll go to like issue three if it's like a six pack. I'll go to three, and then if I like it or if I dis if I start hating. I'll just let it go. Mm. Uh, you, sound, you sound like an uncommitted comic buyer. You're supposed to read. You're supposed to buy the whole thing, even if you're not reading it. Uh, don't don't uh, don't right. remind me. Right? Uh, um, <laughs> you, you have. It looks like it, go, it looks like it goes up to six issues. Is that right, Paul? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you so have I'll probably, I'll piqued my interest, Paul. I'll, I might actually check it out. Yeah. What? Looks- the next time we get together, I'll bring you the first three issues. Sure. All right. But I would give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up, yeah, but if if we were doing, <laughs> doing the gauntlet, I would give it a five. Hmm. All right. Um. Is that it? Uh, that would be it. All right, John. It's now up to you. What do you got for us? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't have much. I do have, uh, like, like I said, I've, I primarily read, you know, Star Wars comics, but uh, I don't know if you, my video is up or not, but I don't know if you guys can see the cover there. That's, no, it doesn't here. I can't see you anymore. I don't know what happened to my uh, thing here. Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing wrong. But this you is the issue of 28 of, of Darth Vader. And this is. Written by Greg Pack, artist is Raphael Nico. Uh, of course, I'm uh, butchering all these names, so please forgive me. Carlos Lopez is a colorist. VCs uh, Joe Caramanga is a letterer. Nice. Cover well artist. done. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. What's that? I said, well <laughs> done. You got that one right. <laughs> and you said that. You said that be the twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. This is issue twenty-eight of uh, Doctor. That's the red cover with uh, Emperor Palpatine in a uh, anime. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, I got right. that in my pile. Can you guys see that now? I see it now. I can see you. Yeah, no, that's right. a good issue. I read that one back. Okay, yeah. So I, you know, I of course I, I read it like a couple of weeks ago. I'm the only person on this podcast that probably has a worse memory than Derek is me. Or <laughs> 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 really quickly you know and i don't think i'll get it away here but it's just very interesting how uh you have this character uh padme's uh one of padme's um her handmaid oh, yeah handmaiden thank you and her name is same 
No, she's not a clone. No, they were never clones. Those people look like that. Look like Padme. Yeah, and uh, you know she has a chance. She, Darth Vader gets hurt, and she has a chance to put him away, but he, she doesn't. You know, and so it makes the, the story interesting. And you see Darth Vader in the healing chamber and stuff like that afterwards. And I, I think it's just interesting, you know, because uh, Derek will probably appreciate this, where the Emperor gets involved and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, he's he's pushing. Hey, you better make sure you don't uh you know where your your mind is and stuff like that but i have that and then of course uh i think you guys were going to do invincible later on and if someone wants to know if i approve yes i approve <laughs> the book of course so that that what i like about that vader book is that um so i i think it's well done the only thing i was going to ask maybe Dario or Paul, or maybe even you know Derek, but they, they I, I think they're doing the same thing with uh, Darth Vader that they do with Fantastic Four, Avengers, uh, and all these other uh, comics. Is, and they seem to do it at a more consistent basis, and maybe the other uh, comics do this too, but they'll start at issue one, they'll go to 25, and they'll sh- shut it yeah. off, and then like a month or two later, issue yeah. one starts again, they'll go to 25, shut it off. Yeah. And so the first series started with because they switched their they switched their uh, creative team story arc or something. Their oh, creative oh. team. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah it's not- that that the and- fact that they lead up they lead up to the movie. So the first the first series went up to the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, and then well, that, the second series happens after Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's the regular yep. Star Wars book. The Darth Vader they've done in like different kind of uh, like different chapters. Yeah. Well. They, they, Interesting thing is the Darth Vader one follows the Star Wars one. Yeah, you know, so right. Star Wars, Star Wars comic is uh, following the same, and they'll cross over a little bit as well. Mm. But uh, I just find it interesting in this newest uh, edition. It's past issue twenty-five. It's up to issue twenty-eight now. So I was just curious if they were going to try yeah, to. Hopefully they stop at twenty-five. What's that? With Vader, especially with Beta, they usually stop at twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so just very, nobody can write anything past twenty-five issues. But but yeah, uh, Greg Pak might actually have more story to tell. So he might have convinced them to you know, hey, let's let me keep going on this. No, oh, okay, yeah, maybe that's why. But you know, the Star Wars is following the same theme, I think, as well. So yeah, the way they're on issue. 28 as well so i don't know if it's something they're doing different or i, I just thought it was oh maybe I, yeah i don't know i thought it was interesting information well if you if you are you reading any of the crimson rain stuff yeah. I, uh i haven't subscribed to it but i got issue one and uh, i gotta read that one next have you read it yeah well i read the first miniseries because i haven't read i haven't vader caught up star to the wars, crimson rain yet vader and star wars Maybe it's called Crimson Dawn. I don't remember what it's called. No, oh, yeah, Star right, Wars yeah. are, are going through an arc that's that's also going through that miniseries. And no. that first miniseries ended, and now they're doing another miniseries. Uh, Fire. Crimson what? Crimson Empire. Crimson Empire, yeah. And it's dealing with the character of Kara and how she's going to basically make a mistake and die. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> On everybody. Spoilers. And, uh, <laughs> well, at the beginning of every episode of every issue, the the chronicler is basically 
you know, writing yeah. about it like it's in the past. So right. she's saying this whole thing fails, so we kind of know. Which is hard to do with the Star Wars. Star Wars, we know character arcs, so it's hard to make it risky. You know, like, oh, is she going to kill Vader? No, she's right, going to kill yeah. Vader. Oh, is she going to stop the Emperor? No, she's not going to stop the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, is she going to die? That. Probably, yes, she's going to die. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's not It's not Crimson Empire, it's Hidden Empire. Oh, is it Hidden Empire? Yeah. Yep. I, don't know, I don't know if you can see it, but I got the clock right here. No, I just see blackness. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, your soul. Yeah, you picked it up today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they also had, Star Wars had like a one-shot on this dance, too. It's like a 64 page, either 48 or 64 page. Life Day? Special. I don't know what it was. I got it. I mean, it's in my pile. I mean, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's what a real comic collector says. Yeah. That's right. Really? It's in my pile. It's I'll my get to it when I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the book after issue three. These are all things that come yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so John, so you it's recommend the book, do you? Yes, I absolutely recommend this book, uh, uh, highly. So especially this issue, it was pretty good. Uh, very interesting. Uh, excellent. You know, excellent. just, uh, it's up my, it's up to uh, what I like to do, you know, what, uh, what I like to read anyways, you know, right. like I said, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's a little easier because, you know, with Marvel and DC, you have to kind of, I feel like a lot of the times you have to pick up like three or four other books just to kind of get what the story is, you know, so For this one, so maybe once a year you have to do that. This book uses small words for you then. Absolutely. More, more pictures, less words. <laughs> <laughs> they, they try to use the one syllable words for me, you know, <laughs> they got to keep it simple. <laughs> you said you like to read, right? <laughs> you got it. Maybe maybe you should learn how to read how to read how to use a a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, for those who aren't aware. That's a reference to our uh, the D and D game I play with John and Paul, in which John is a what are you an elf? Yes, I am a wood elf. Yeah, he's an elf with a wood. I mean, um, he's a wood elf ranger and. He likes to throw arrows, not shoot arrows, throw arrows. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you a pacifist, more, aren't more you? Right? Speaking of invincible, um, is that all you have, John? Yeah, that's all I have this month. All right. Maybe next month, I'll have a couple of more things. All right, cool. And as I said, I don't have anything again. Uh, so let's move on to our. <laughs> that right again? Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our uh, off the shelf section, and that is uh, where we take a look at a series, uh, a trade paperback of something, um, or you know, special issues or whatever. And uh, this off the shelf is Dario's pick. And Dario, what do you have for us? So Invincible is a comic from Image Comics. I don't have the book in front of me. <laughs> it's written by 
Jonathan Hickman, and the artist is help me out here, Joe. Not John. John, help me out, John. What's the artist's name? Uh, oh. I'm looking at it now. Uh, Hold on a second. Ryan Otley. Created by Robert Hickman and Corey Walker. I don't know Corey Walker. That's uh, right. Corey Walker no, is a bachelor inker. Yeah, Ryan Otley was um, came in. The later. artist, right? Oh, yeah. The writer so, letterer yeah. is Robert Kirkman. And the artist? So, yeah, so the artist is Corey Walker, and the writer is Robert Kirkman. And the colorist. Oh, the dead fame. Yes. And the uh, colorist is Bill Crabtree. Well done, John. All right. So, so I recommended this book like six months ago. Yeah. Which is when I read it. And we just kept skipping it and skipping it. So this is this is the trade paperback of um what's the do you have the trade, John? Yeah, I have the trade. Uh what's it called? I think it's six issues. Six family ties. One family 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 matters. Family matters. Oh, is Urkel in it? Nah. Sorry. Um (laughs) <laughs> well, the title the title of every trade is named after named after a, a TV sitcom, right? Oh. And um, and it's issue one through six, correct? Uh, issue one through four, I think. Yeah. Okay. One yeah, it's only four. one. So it's it's the beginning of Invincible, and um, basically, it tells the kind of the origin story of an Invincible, um, sort of. It doesn't really like dive deep into. Well, it's not like a typical origin story, I guess you could say. Um, and Invincible is the son of a superhero. And he he grows up wanting the superpowers, but it takes, you know, he doesn't get them for a long time until he's finally uh, at the proper age to get them. When he and hits puberty. When Yeah, basically, when he hits puberty. Yeah. And, uh... I'm trying to remember because I don't want to spoil anything that's not in this particular trade paperback. But um, I guess if you watch the first first three issues, the first four issues doesn't get to doesn't get to the the father, the big kind of reveal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Issues just deals with right deals with him getting his powers and uh, introducing us to Adam. Adam Eve, Adam Eve and yeah. the team. They're not called the Teen Brigade. What are called the the what? Oh, team. The Teen Team. The Teen Team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had robot. You had um. Dump- robot. Um. Eve. It's Adam Eve robot. Um. Rexplosion. Yes. Yep. Is monster in it? Yes. No, I don't think she's in it yet. Oh, she isn't yet? Oh, is she? Monster. I don't girl. think so. There's only four in it. One, Sparky. Oh, the fourth one is the girl that is that can become multiple girls. Duplicate. Oh, oh duplicate. Yeah. That's right. Duplicate. What I really like about this book is that it, it's it's like Superboy, but really on the extreme end. It's like it's all kinds of stuff. Like, oh, Clark Kent is Clark Kent, but Invincible is... Like the son of Superman, but it's not Superman. And he's, you know, dealing with that legacy and all that stuff. And then right. there's an established superhero world that's really interesting. I don't know. It's this in a way when I was reading it, it kind of reminded me of like the the offshoot the offshoot uh company stuff that was coming out that wasn't Marvel or DC. 
that was interesting, but it mm. just it felt like that that Kirkman was taking it and taking it to extremes that the other companies didn't back then. And it was just really I don't know, it's just really good. Very interesting. It, it it's an excellent book, yes. And um it also I would say there's a little bit of Spider Man mixed in there and, and um mm-hmm. it's, yep. yeah, it was just really good. It's very and the bloody art style and, suits it because it doesn't yes. go it doesn't go hyper realistic. It's very cartoony. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering the considering the subject matter that they deal with and the level of violence in the comic too, it's just yes, right. I don't know they got it right. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it it also has some really funny moments, and uh, yeah, it just they really did a great job on it. Well, I love yeah, the like, ongoing gag, like right when he right when he's when he's working at the at the hamburger place, and he's like, oh, I wish I, my powers would show up. I wish my powers would show up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he goes to throw the trash into the into the trash thing. Yeah, and he just whips it into the orbit. And, and then like, the running gag is later on, it lands in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> like a few issues later, it just lands on this dude. <laughs> the, other, the other funny thing is when he was, when he was getting his first, getting his first uh, superhero costume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they put him through all those fittings. Yeah. Yeah. And like the orange, orange and yellow suit. He goes, I don't know about the color scheme. Yeah, I mean, if you th- if you look at it, the uh, the his 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 suit is the uh, the image icon. Yeah, yeah. Until they change it. Yeah, and there's a little thing in the back that talks about the suit. I, I yeah. forget what they said, but they said they were oh we were gonna go with this and that, and then they finally went with the eye. Right, it was like behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They had some un. Un, uh, unused covers. Yeah. So this this book uh, is just reaching its twentieth year. They're gonna come out. Uh, I was just reading it. Wow, news. really? Uh, it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out with a reprint of the issue one with, with all the same ads and stuff like that. Oh, but I remember cool. when this came out twenty years ago. This is you know I was looking at it and it the cover it didn't appeal to me or anything like that you know uh, and the artwork and now I kind of I'm like oh it looks you know, I kind of like it now, but uh, I just remember, you know, now if you look at it, I think the issue is like three or four hundred dollars. Yeah. Or so something like that. Oh, yeah, that. it's gone way up. It's gone way up. Yeah, it's hard to get. You know, I think it had a low print run, maybe. It I don't did know, have a low print run. probably know better than me, but I kind of find it interesting, you know, now with the, because the TV show is out now. Yes, and the which TV is also show excellent. Is what got me into this. It's very, the TV show is really good. Yeah. And, the, you know, like, this has four the first four issues, but I'm thinking of getting um, there's like uh, three installments. Uh, it has like the first thirty issues installed. Oh, do it, John. Do it. It's such an excellent number book. two has like another thirty issues. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah. It's a it's a high recommend. If you're gonna think if you're thinking about continuing reading this, I mean, I only read I maybe read the first four trades, so I have to read a lot more. And it was a while back that I read the trades. I I didn't, um, but. I didn't catch it when it first came out, but I caught up on the trades and then I read the the actual issues until the the series ended, which I wish mm-hmm. I wish it hadn't and it hadn't have ended. It was so good, but you know, all good things and all that. But yeah, so it's it, it's just and it get it goes the places it goes are just amazing. It's just it's such a crazy book, but it's always good. It's always well written. It's always entertaining. Yeah. So you guys, you guys have. Um, I don't know if you guys have read most of the series, but it seems like the 
cartoon on Amazon follows it pretty accurately. Very much so, yes. Yeah, it does a really good job. It changes a couple things here and there, but it follows it pretty close. It speeds things up a lot. Like the first season of the cartoon is probably the first. It's easily the first two trades, if not the first three trades. Yeah, I would say so. One thing is. Another thing I wanted to point out, which I thought was real interesting, you know, he's going, he's flying around with his dad, and the aliens that they just beat took him, teleported him out, and took him for like a couple of months, and time is like slow to them, or oh yes, something like that. So he was over there. It's just kind of funny, you know. What he did is, I think he just sort of destroyed the whole planet, and they're like, just go back to wherever you came from. Stop bothering us. <laughs> Let's just send this guy back. Who's whose thought was to uh kidnap this Superman or he's not Superman. <laughs> right. But he's like a Superman character, right? His father. They uh they yeah, change like, it a bit in the cartoon. I think that Yeah. But still essentially it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it yeah, definitely definitely John and uh anybody else who might be interested, I definitely highly recommend you read Keep Reading. Invincible. It's so good. Omni Man is dead. I was trying to think of his dad's yes. his name. His dad's name is Omni Man. Yep. Omni Man, yes. Thank yeah. you. I was gonna say but I couldn't remember myself. With his epic mustache. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now it's 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 not really a, a spoiler, but when eventually when they when they start showing more of his race, every man in his race has a mustache. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they call him mustache. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Um, so, good stuff. I don't think there's really um, too much else we really need to say about it. But uh, it's definitely a high recommendation from all of us. Yeah. Read, the, read the trade. Watch the cartoon. Mm-hmm. No, not all of us. Are you all like of us. No. <laughs> so say we all. So say we no. all. <laughs> so no. say we all. <laughs> Everyone on this podcast who matters says read Invincible. <laughs> I have no say then. <laughs> Why don't you don't like Invincible, Paul? Let's get into well, it. I I, I took it at face value. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't get me excited about anything. It just heartless bastard, <laughs> dude. So it was just boring to you. It, yeah. It, Did you read the first four issues? It just. It just didn't do nothing. It's not like something I haven't read before. Oh, but it is. Oh, but if you could see me, I'm tossing it over my sh- shoulder now. Oh no! Again. It. That's the ultimate diss from Paul. Yeah. Take it and toss it over your shoulder. Yep. You're missing out a whole on a whole lot of stuff there. It really well, you know, if you don't you don't wanna read it, you don't wanna read it. Whatever. It's right. It's not my cup of tea. I mean if you guys yeah, like it, yeah, it, it'll be that's it. fine. Not your it, cup of tea. Have you did you I mean, watch did, the cartoon at all? Yes. And what do you think, think of I like I like the cartoon more than I like the book. Interesting. Oh, well, it's basically the same thing. Right? Yeah, that's I don't quite understand but, that, but like <laughs> the cartoon, the cartoon flowed more. Okay, flowed uh, yeah, I get the, that. I get that. Uh, as yeah. Dario said, they did kind of speed things up a little. So, uh, th- <laughs> three three out of four comic casters recommend 
invincible. <laughs> it's, it's like fucking trident or something. Um, so, yeah, all right. So if, if you're like Paul, you know, a curmud- curmudgeonly... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people who, who it's not their cup of tea as well, so... Don't you know? We don't want you thinking that it's it's the greatest thing ever invented, and you have to read it. But we all enjoyed it. That's all right, Paul. We respect your decision. (laughs) (laughs) You say as you laugh. (laughs) I was just thinking of something funny. That's all. (laughs) So there you go. There's our off the shelf for this month. Uh, tune in next time for another exciting off the shelf where it will be our newest member John's pick. So you know we might we might have to read some My Little Pony or something, but you know maybe Care Bears or something. But yeah. you know, is, well, it gonna be, is it going to be Friendship is Magic or is it going to be the spinoff title? It's going to be it's going to be the Transformers meets Oh no, Pony. <laughs> Yeah, did you guys pick that up? That's a good series. Yeah, somebody I'm picked aware it of up for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I did You're read it. You're welcome. I didn't read the whole thing, but I did read it. Hey, I got some great news. Oh, boy. For those of you who read Nightwing, uh-huh. and many of us here do. <laughs> yes. They introduced a new character in this new issue called Nightmite. Yeah. Big news. <laughs> if you're familiar with Batmite, so thus thus proving that Nightwing is nothing more than a bad carbon copy of Batman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just wish you had your own might. Derek might. Hey, who says I don't? But that's another story. <laughs> True. That's True. a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His might, his might, his name, his name is, is uh, Newman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Newman. The Pony comic, the Transformer. <laughs> the magic Cybertron. That's right. What the hell are you doing? The fact that you own these books concerns me. <laughs> what oh, the- my daughters, they asked for them. That's what all that's what all, all, yeah, right. all people say when they, when they buy those books. They go, "Oh, my daughter wants it." They go, "I know." In fact, you have no kids. Get out of town. <laughs> all right, so that was our off-the-shelf pick for the month. So now let's move on to other things, and we're going to dive into the world of cinema and television. Uh, we have three things to discuss. Uh, that have come out since our last episode, and that is uh, Black Adam, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. So, um, since Dario was the only one among us to actually watch Black Adam, (laughs) why don't you give us your thoughts on it, Dario? I've heard things. So, when Black Adam came out, it was the first one of all these things that we're talking about to come out and I'm a fan of Black Adam I'm a fan of the Captain Marvel for those of you who don't know Shazam mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should be called Captain Marvels and I only refer to them as Captain Marvels <laughs> but anyway uh, that whole family 
of characters I like a lot. So I was pretty excited for this movie. I also liked the Justice Society. I like Hawkman. I like Dr. Fate. I like all those characters. Uh-huh. So I went to go see it and it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. If you want to watch, That's- if, you want, if you want to watch an action movie that has action in it, it was all right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's Just pretty start. much what I've been it hearing. Was, it was by no means, a ter- it was by no means a terrible movie. And it's 100% watching on HBO when it comes up. Right. So, which I will, have to pay an extra money. Which I will probably do. It's not a movie that requires a spectacle screen. It doesn't require you to watch it on anything larger than your TV at home, which is probably already like 19,000 feet wide. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I wish. Yeah, it's an HBO watch. It's good. I like yeah. it. You can watch it once and enjoy it. The, right. I think The Rock is doing a lot for DC as far as kind of promoting, mm-hmm. you know, the new phase of movies. I know The Rock wanted to be in charge of DC media, but it ended up going to James Gunn. Thank God. Oh, uh, yeah. oh I mean, yeah, not that, that The Rock couldn't have done about. a good job, but James Gunn getting it, I think, is a better deal. Mm. And honestly, I mean, we wouldn't have Henry Cavill back if it wasn't for The Rock. Henry Cavill, right? I'm sure it wasn't going to reprise superman again and the rock was pushing for it and pushing for it so and mm-hmm. i know he had something to do with it in some fashion so it's good um as a movie worth watching um there's a running gag in the movie that i don't like where where black adam moves from room to room just by smashing through walls like there'll be a door right there but he'll just smash the wall. oh <laughs> <laughs> i don't like I don't. I don't love that gag. Yeah, um, but it's good. Please watch it. All right. So I give it a solid. I give it a solid C. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah, that's why I haven't seen it yet because that's pretty much what I'm hearing from everybody. It's just like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like amazing. It wasn't the first Suicide Squad, which is good. <laughs> but it wasn't the second Suicide Suicide Squad either. It wasn't the second Suicide Squad. Second Suicide Squad is a so the first Suicide Squad is one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, that's for sure. The second Suicide Squad is a is a, is a pretty decent DC movie, and Black Adam is right right below that. I think. Hmm. What What would you say in comparison to some of the other like Wonder Woman and Shazam and some of the other movies? Um. I'd have to say the first Shazam movie is better than the better than Black Adam, mm-hmm. uh, just because I prefer the hero over the antihero. Um, the first I think Shazam the first was Wonder Woman movie was, yeah, I think uh, the first Wonder Woman movie, first Wonder Woman movie was really, really good. I think the second Wonder Woman movie was terrible. Yeah. Um, I would put I would, I would say Wonder Woman, Shazam, Black Adam. Oh no, I'd say Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad. The second one, mm-hmm. then Shazam, then Black Adam. Hmm. Not bad. Then the then then the uh, the first Suicide Squad movie, then the Justice League movie, <laughs> then the other Justice League movie, <laughs> then Batman versus Superman. <laughs> um. All right, so let's move on to our next movie, which was Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. And I think it was just you and I who saw it, Dario. So let's mm-hmm. discuss. What'd you think? Best Marvel movie of the year. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, there was only two Marvel movies, but it definitely was. Well, it's Doctor Strange. Do you kind of do you oh, Spider Man right. as Marvel? Right. I do, but didn't that come out in December of last year? Spider Man? Yeah. Well, I mean, this phase. Okay, yeah. Oh, of, of the phase four movies? Um, of the phase four, of all the phase four movies, this is the best movie out of every single one of them. Um, My humble opinion. I, that's a tough one for me because I really enjoyed the Spider Man just for, but that part of that's just because I don't know if that was more because of the story or because of just the, you know, the kind of nostalgia factor of it. But if you think about it, it's the nostalgia factor that everybody likes. Yeah, yeah. About that Spider-Man movie. That Spider-Man movie's kind of a mess. If you take out, True. if you take out all the all all the multiverse characters, eh, it's mm. a good movie. It's, it's a really good. But I don't right, think yeah. I think Wakanda had 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 a better story. It was more. It was tighter. Mm. Yeah, I guess I can agree with you on the only that. Problem yeah. I have, the only problem I have with Wakanda Forever is that I don't, and it's going to make me sound terrible saying this, is that I don't think Shuri can carry, I don't, I don't think Shuri can carry that series. I think if, if whenever they do another one, it's going to have to be about, for this series to continue to be successful, it has to focus on all things Wakanda for it to keep going. I yeah. Yeah, I kind of yeah. agree with you there. <clears throat> Just Shuri running off. Having an adventure, uh, an adventure, an adventure with the like Captain America or something, and it may not work. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I liked. I thought it was a really good, not perfect, but really good. A uh, few things I will say is I really thought they did a great job of handling uh, the death of Chadwick Boseman, um, the mm-hmm. actor who played T'Challa. Um, I thought they did a great job handling that and and weaving that into the story and everything. I was very happy that. How did they handle it? So right away, or the very first scene is uh, well, is is trying anything, to come up with a cure. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll give a little spoiler alert because this is this is be a little bit of a spoiler. But go ahead, continue. So the very first scene is Sherry just trying to find a cure for a disease that is. That is that is the the T'Challa is suffering from, and essentially his character. We find out that his character knew he had this disease. He kept it from everybody until it got to this point where he couldn't be cured anymore, and he just passed away from this disease. Just like in real life. And Sherry, it's not like she had right. It's not like she had months and months and months to figure this out. She kind of found out very late, and so she. The movie is about a lot of suffering from grief. And the Cherry's character is suffering from this loss the, the entire stretch of the movie uh, because, I mean, it hits her like really hard. Um, and yeah, she the, wants to and, burn and the, the world and everything. But the, uh, to me, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the original Captain Marvel from, from Marvel comics. Uh, he's one of the only like comic characters mm. to, be, to be killed off with a natural disease. Like he gets cancer and he dies. Right, eyes and Marvel's never going to change that, and they're not going to bring that. So, it's sad that that this movie character is his death is tied into the real actor's death. But it's the fact that they made it. It's not like Black Panther went off and you know fought Soundwave or you know Kang, right? And, and and dies off screen. It's like he just has a disease. He dies. That kind of a thing. So, 
It's a heart disease, right? They didn't really specify, I think, but yeah, I think it was, it might've been, I think they tried to keep it kind of vague. So to be kind of yeah. like, like mirror real, real life in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there were, there were a few moments regarding that, that, that I got a little choked up with. I loved the, uh, just the opening, you know, the Marvel studios logo coming up and it was all, it was silent and it was just images of Chadwick Boseman. That was pretty cool. Well, I mean, not to sound callous, but I mean, they, they had already done that. So to me, I was, it was just like, that's neat. They're doing it again. Uh, because they did that right after he passed away. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But didn't you know, they, didn't they, what if? Yeah, maybe. Was that, I don't know what it was. It was, it was, it was, it was on something, but they did that, that same intro, um, just for him at some point. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was fitting here. So yeah, no, you callous. <laughs> um, I am Wait. now. Moving away from that, the uh, the story. I thought the story was pretty good. I thought the 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 whole thing with Namor and everything, um, and how they introduced him and everything was pretty good. Um, what did you think of Namor? Namor was awesome. Um, I wasn't sure how I was gonna how much I would I was gonna feel about his ankle wings. I thought they were gonna look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the movie, but Everybody's saying that, but. Uh, <laughs> They made it work. I mean, literally really in good. the commercial when they show him flying the first time, I'm like, "This is going to look terrible on right screen," but it looked great. Um, I like the I like the 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 lean into the Aztec culture, or is it Aztec or is it something yeah. else? I, can't, I don't know. Uh, it's either Aztec or I like the lean in, or it might be Mayan. Actually, I don't I don't remember, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Yeah, I like the lean into that an awful lot. I think that was. Really good. Yeah, I thought that um, that was pretty Marvel good too. Job. I think Marvel did a better job portraying an undersea kingdom than than DC did. Mm. I mean, when DC, when in Aquaman they have a octopus playing drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Even this, they just have fish. Thank God. Yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, how was how uh, Neymar's personality in the movie? Because in the comics he's kind of like you know has a personal like I'm better than you and it's pretty I'm it's pretty it's, it's it's pretty intense so yeah. you know how like you know how like in the comics when Namor goes from being like nice to a villain they yeah. he he did it like when Namor is yeah, like, yeah. being nice to somebody in the movie he's like yeah we're cool but then if he like he says oh yeah so you know we're gonna talk we're gonna have we're gonna eat together I'm gonna tell you what how I feel thing. Things should go, but I'm also going to cap that off at the end with if things don't go the way I'm telling you, I'm going to kill you. Yes. <laughs> and he gets right up in their face. But he and also he and he follows through. <laughs> yeah. But he also has um, a sympathetic side where you can see he's trying to protect his people and, you know, and, and he just does it by killing people that are. That are threatening them. Right. It's so. not like it's not like he's doing it out of out of out of evilness. He has a goal, and this is what he says. And he's like, "This is what I want." And I've lived my life long enough. They they even say he's like really old. Yeah. He's like, "I lived my life long enough to know that if I have to kill you to get it done, that's going to happen." And right. Don't make a mistake in thinking I'm going to fail because I will not fail. 
And um, oh. they did. It's really intense. It's really good. They did officially call him a mutant as well. Yep, they used the M word. Mm-hmm. They used the M word. How many? How many times? How many times did they use? How many times did you say Imperial Rex? Just once. <laughs> and they did. They made a moment out of it too, so it's not. It's not like he just said it. It was like there was a reason. I it's forget. not like we had to sit through. Ten years worth of movies to hear Captain America say "Avengers Assemble." Yeah, we said this is the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, but yeah, I want to see it a second time. I saw it at Lemonster, and the only problem I had with uh, seeing it at Lemonster is that they don't dim their lights all the way. Ah, oh, really? So the very first, the very I, first like like real big fight scene happens at night. Oh and yeah. The, the ambient light didn't help. I'll be honest. That, so. I didn't even know that theater was still open. So. <laughs> the the seats have been all replaced. The seats are really nice, but I mean, it, it's still like putting new seats into a rundown building. Right. So. Um, yeah, I did. One other thing I will say about the movie is one of the breakout stars of the movie was uh, the character Mbaka. He was <laughs> he was so he was awesome in this movie. Oh yeah, he was good and everything. I liked him in the first Black Panther movie. I even liked his appearance in yes, Endgame yes. or with, yep. uh, in mm-hmm. Infinity War. Infinity Gauntlet. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's they're, yeah, they're letting him. They're definitely letting him shine, and that's definitely a good thing because he's really good. All right. Um, now is that on Disney Plus yet? No, not no, yet. Not it will yet. be soon, probably. Yeah, I think it. I don't even know if it left theaters yet, actually. But no, that's the other, the other reason why I want to see it. I want to go see it at, um, in O'Neill's. Is that their sound system's better? Oh yeah, and yeah. there's a couple scenes. There's a couple scenes I think that would really benefit from me, from me hearing it in a better environment. Like mm-hmm. Columbus Theater was like, ah, eh, it was good, but right. I want that epic noise. Yeah. What uh? What was what was the end credit scene? There was only one end. There's only one. Scene. And, and I'm not going to spoil it. No, so. but holy moly, was it? It was an emotional scene. I'll tell you that much. Oh, oh God, I'm callous. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, eh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's only a mid credit scene, so you don't have to watch the entire credits. So that's kind of good, actually. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so there's that's uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. And mm-hmm. our final thing is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which uh, three of us have seen, and o- only Paul has not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. So, what did you guys think of the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special? Yeah, instant, I- instant class. Classic. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Now it's like uh, Life Day, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so much better than Life Day. Now so much better. Maybe I'm a little callous but here, but really I thought too, it right was now? no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoyed it as well. I thought it was funny. I thought it was lighthearted. You know. Yeah, it was really good. I can see myself uh, watching it every Christmas. <laughs> I don't it does a really good job setting up the the Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out too, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I'm away, but when they brought Kevin Bacon into it, 
I yes. thought that was uh, that pretty was funny. Awesome. So funny. I kind of like the only thing that it f- that part focused on Mantis and Drax too. That was kind of fun. Yeah, those yeah. characters are so funny together. Yeah. Oh, like- <laughs> the only thing I didn't like, and I, I it's not that I didn't like it, it's just that it was a little. Uh, 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 I felt like it was a little like low grade, but it even wasn't even that. Is that Groot was a dude in a suit? Yeah, that was, was weirding that, me it? out for some reason. It weirded me out because when I, I I felt like I was like, oh, this is the dude that they have at the Disney park walking around. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some it was it was definitely weirding me out. Like every time I saw him, like the first time I saw him, my first thought was, wow, Groot's kind of fat. <laughs> yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's a little thick. <laughs> Maybe that's I, why uh, they do. One of my one of my favorite lines is when is when uh, uh, Drex and, G- and Gamora are um, arguing over the inflatables that they steal from Kevin Bacon's lawn. Oh yeah, <laughs> you mean Gamora's dead, man? Time to go back to the little man. Yeah, Mantis. <laughs> you have to keep your little man. This isn't a man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Then when she gives the candy cane to the cop, she's like, "Does that? Does this look like a man to you?" They're like, "No." That's the funniest line. <laughs> she spends so much time thinking about it too. She's like, Does that look like a "Man, know. no." I know that. <laughs> yeah, that was. That. I guess we got two original Christmas songs out of that too. This was the song they sing at the beginning, which is great. Yeah. And I think they sing a song again too, don't they? Yeah. With Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm gonna rewatch that again tonight. I wonder if Kevin Bacon wrote that song. He's in a band. I, I was just gonna say that. I heard he was in a band, so Yeah, he is with his brother. My wife and I he was asking that too. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really good. I really ha- I really enjoyed it. Um another thing I really loved was <laughs> At the end, seeing Drax wearing that holiday sweater with the cat with laser eyes—that <laughs> was making me oh, laugh. The cat with laser eyes. Yeah, I want to get that. I know, right? But just seeing that, Drax wear it was—that uh, was killing me. I was loving it. All right, so you know, part of, part of the, part of the things that that I liked about them was like, you know, they filmed this at the same time they were filming the the, the new movie, right? So. When they're on nowhere, obviously they're just like, "All right, let's take a break." You know, we'll use a set to shoot our scenes for the holiday special. Right. <laughs> and then they're just like, "All right, now Drax and and, and uh, Mantis, you're in costume still. Just walk through L.A. We're gonna film you walking through." Right. LA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, when nice. they when they did that and they came, they were going by the characters in costume, and one of the characters was Psycho from the Go Watts. <laughs> and oh. Drax wanted to beat him up and Mantis said it's because the Gobots killed his cousin <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was good <laughs> that was classic <laughs> uh, that's so, good stuff yeah good special good stuff well done well done I like um, so I read an article a little while ago that Marvel's going to start using these special presentations 
uh, to possibly introduce new characters and such. Um, like yeah, they did with do that. Werewolf by Night and everything. So I think that's a good idea. I think I think that's that's pretty smart on their part. I read somewhere that they're going to give Man Thing a special, which I don't know. But Man Thing was good in Werewolf by Night, but hopefully he's going to be good as a special. Well, I think he's good as a special, but you know that's just me. Anyway, the old giant size Man Thing <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so there you have it. The Guardians of the Galaxy special. Definitely worth checking out. You will probably love it too, or at least enjoy it, hopefully. Unless, you know, you're a Grinch. But I digress. Um, so I I was not referring to you. Um, maybe. But so I think that's mostly it, but one thing we brought up that I did want to discuss real quick is uh, what what do you guys think of the whole James Gunn taking over DC thing? Could be really good. I have no idea. They haven't made any announcements yet, so I know. But I think I, like I, this. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I like I like this Peacemaker series. Yeah, oh, the Peacemaker was great. It'll be interesting to see if he can turn that around and I know put well, some good movies out to compete. Or is it too late for the DC universe? I don't think it is. I think he. Um, I think oh. it's. I think it is too late for the DC universe. But think I think so? that. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be able to put out stuff that people like, but they just can't. They'll never they, reach they, they Marvel even, status. They, they can't even try and compete with Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. They just have to. They just have to do, do shots like right. they're doing, like the Batman movie. Yeah. Like, right. Like, yeah. yeah. That and keep and keep their animation going. Yeah. Yeah, their animation's good. I think he's in charge of that as well. There's two guys. It's him and somebody else. Yeah, I can't remember the other guy's name offhand. But anyway, I think I think they at least... The other guy's name is not James Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> James Gunn and not James Gunn. I think they at least have a chance to possibly right the ship and, and make it at least a little better, if not completely, you know? I think it probably could take a few years, but I, I don't think it's impossible. But it, it it's a long, I think, a uphill battle. And the other thing, too, I feel like uh, Marvel is kind of getting to the point where they're using up all these uh, heroes pretty quickly, right? So it's kind of hard to bring back Captain America when he's 50. The actor's 50, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that could, be, that could be a downside there. Yeah. I still, I haven't completely given up on DC yet. I'm just pretty close to. But why don't we just say that there's no way, in, no way in hell that DC can stand toe to toe with Marvel cinematically? Yeah, definitely right. not at this point. So why don't they focus on making, you know, one making good movies, but making it for them, like. Doing it for themselves, you know what I'm saying? So they could. Um, it's more. Like, it's more like. It's more like pride. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Instead of instead of trying to compete with a blockbuster that's gonna that's gonna kick your ass nine out of ten times, mm. don't you just need something that you can hold your head up high and say, "This is what we do." And whether either you like it or you don't. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just at this point, it shouldn't even be comparing the two. I mean, they're two different things. They're entirely two different things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can't. It, it, it could it'd be the shoe would be on the other foot if you did animation. If you compare the map to the DC animation, it'd yeah, be totally reversed. Their animation doesn't make the money that live action does. True. And that's the thing. I but I think they're worried too much about that and not enough about making good good movies. Well I think I think that's what it is. They're putting they're putting the cot in front of the horse. Right. You start making you start putting start making good movies, people are gonna go see them. And you start you know, you get a strong, a solid foundation. Right. And you start building. Right. Which they never did. Uh, which they never did, and and now they have crap to show for it. Right. Literally. Um. <laughs> but hopefully, them having the them pick James Gunn to take over. Hopefully, that's a sign that they've at least finally learned their lesson. And right. I, and they might, you know actually have an idea of what they should be doing. Right. But who knows? I would like I would like to see them with James Gunn also have uh GF Johns work with Mr. Gunn. Yeah, that could be interesting. But, you know I don't know, Jeff Johns had his fingers in the pie of the Green Lantern movie. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that <laughs> up. <laughs> Which that was on cable the other day and I watched I was like, is this as bad as I remember? So I watched like five minutes of it and I was like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, well, so there we have it. So could be some interesting times coming up for DC. And again, you know, I like DC. I want to see DC, DC succeed. So come on, guys, get it together. <laughs> All right. So. Is there anything else we wanted to discuss before we sign off? Well, I saw in the news that they're coming out with a movie in 2026, the Secret Wars movie. So I thought, man, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good to bring it. I don't know. If we, I'm sorry, John. You're, you're, cu- I'm, you're cutting time, out, Jerry. John. We're, as long as it's a, can't, we can't hear you. As long as it's a panel for panel, word for word oh translation. Oh, no. no. Think of a real, real <laughs> winner. Yeah. Maybe then DC can catch up, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, at that point, they should surpass them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all I had. I thought that was pretty good. We'll mm. see who's in that movie. Oh, I hate to end the show on a down note, but we did want to bring up the passing of uh, voice actor Kevin Conroy who, among many other things, was the voice of Batman in the Batman Animated Series and is, to this day, mm-hmm. uh, many people's favorite version of Batman. So uh, we want to, you know, give our condolences to the friends, family, and fans of Kevin Conroy. Uh, you will definitely be missed. Mm-hmm. All right. He's got an interesting. He's got an interesting story. It's something we should probably talk about at some point. But he has, he has an interesting. That's not a bad idea. Background and the whole and the whole trip to Batman and all that stuff. Yeah, that's not, maybe maybe we can do that next episode. We can we can yeah. do a little we'll research into it. Yeah, 
at some point. All right. So there's something to look forward to for our next yeah, episode, as well as John's off the shelf pick. And uh, maybe I'll actually have Super some, two. maybe I'll actually have some books to review. We'll see. We'll see. No promises. <laughs> but in the meantime, will that be a first? No, <laughs> no, John, it will not. <laughs> But in the oh, meantime, okay. jerk. But in the, <laughs> in the meantime, we want to thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. And um, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, it was fun. And I'm glad you could make it on this weekend after Thanksgiving. And uh, it's always, you don't, you don't have to lie, but <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm picking, I'm picking yarn out of my hat. What? <laughs> I think my cat got to it. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's definitely one of the oddest sentences I've ever had uh heard somebody utter on on one of the podcasts. Uh so we'll we'll let Dario we'll let Dario continue picking urine out of his hat and uh you know not yarn, yarn. Yarn. Oh, yarn. I'm sorry. Yarn. I thought you said yarn. urine. That's why I was like, yarn. what? <laughs> yarn I heard yarn. you right yarn yarn okay so that's gonna I'm do it yarn out of my hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for us <laughs> I think we've had enough here so um until Nightwing takes over the mantle of Captain Carrot good night everybody <laughs> wouldn't happen good night good night All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else?